as you want. Yo, 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 ha ha, yeah, you got your man Sunny Hill up in here to tie tie your stallion. Now with me, all jokes aside, I got my brother, my player, the heartbreaker. My man Shooter's back in town and I'm feeling good. Let's get this started. You start into Squared Circle 101. And we are here to discuss the sweet science. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101. Or on Instagram at Squared Circle 101. Or don't forget to talk a little smack to us on Twitter at Squared Circle 101. Yo, talking smack 101. We want that feedback on Twitter, on Gmail. My bad, my bad, my bad. You caught me a lot guard right now because I like it. I like it and I love it. <laughs> You yeah, all right, man? Get, I'm it, right, hey, get I'm it together. Right. Get it together. I got a little bit of my throat there. Was, uh, let me get that out there. Now let's talk about feeling good and feeling better. I am RCF.com forward slash contact. This is wellness. You want to be better, be better with the best. Three years running King 5 Evening Magazine. My man shooter goes there three times a day, I think. Like I said, they're, they're taking shirts and making shirts with his body as an image on it. So all these dudes when they're out there partying at their barbecues, they're going to have him on their shirt. That's how they're doing it. That's how he's doing it. Just try it. IamRCF.com forward slash contact. It's not for the faint of heart. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, man. This weekend, you know, I went to Vegas, man. I got a lot of compliments by the pool, man. Say, I look good, man. From dudes, of course. Male and female. From hey, dudes. Don't matter, man. Sound Gay. like a hater over there. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not a hater. I despise it. No, I'm joking. No, you know I love you, man. You know I love you. And I love the sweet science. And I'm ready and I'm back to my favorite day of the week. Hopefully it's yours too. We had a pretty big fight weekend and we're going to do something a little different. And let's talk about the keys to victory and how to win. Yeah. Hey man, you sound a little bit off today, man. I, I think uh, you're 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 a rhythm person, man. So your your whole choking during your yo's, man, in the beginning is that throwing you off, man? You a little off today? I'm not choking for the right reason. That's why. Because usually I'm choking because my one true love in life has uh, got me choking and coughing. Mary Jane. You mad? You mad? You ain't got her in your life right now. Not right now. Not at the moment. But it's okay because there's different motivation behind it. But one motivation hasn't changed, and that's why we're doing it today. And how do we win? Give me those keys to victory. Uh, we always talk about consistency and, man, trying to stay true to ourselves and uh, doing what we do. So you're saying I should smoke some more weed? I didn't oh, say bad, that. Bad, I didn't bad, say bad. that. Let's no, go back to how to, no. win, how to win. Anything lost can be found again except for time wasted, man. Ooh, I like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, man. I mean, you... It's okay like to it's okay reason. to take one step back to take two steps forward, man. Not everything... You know, not every loss is an actual loss, man, except for... You always have the regrets for the things that you didn't do over the fact that the things that you did do. So we spent a lot of our years or our, our lives messing up and having a lot of fun, man. And that's we right. wish you could have had that time back, but we can't. But now can't. that's why we're nope. making forward progress now with what we're doing right here, man, at Square Circle 101 to hopefully better fulfill our lives to be going on and do something great. Give me that quote one more time. Anything lost can be found again except for time wasted. That's the same line I'm going to use for every woman to record a sex tape from now on. I love that quote. I, I, it, I hope it motivates you the same way it motivates me. Now, one thing that we haven't done... This is why God never granted you superpowers, man. Because like, they they'd be used for evil. He's That's right. Because I'd be a super villain. World domination. That's right. You know, everything... Do the same thing we do every day, Peaky. Take over the world. Now, one thing that we haven't done since the very first episode of 2017, and that is start with a UFC fight recap. 
And there was one big UFC fight this weekend. Uh, it was the return of John Bones Jones. Who you know, guys, you know I don't like UFC. But at all. He is my favorite fight, That's UFC fighter. That's right. And not even just because he's black either. Oh, he's now you're just a liar. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the okay. reasons. But no, the, that man can fight. He can fight. Still fight. Yeah. He's solid. He's definitely probably... He, He's not, he's not pound for pound the best UFC fighter there is, but he's definitely up there in the top of all-time greats. Uh, but Daniel Cormier, this is his, uh, this has been his Achilles heels mentally because this is the guy who keeps calling him out, mm-hmm. who keeps wanting to fight him and keeps challenging him, saying he ain't nothing. And this is a fight you actually watched. I watched it. I thought it was a good entertainment Yeah, it brawl. was. I was like, walk, walking the streets of Vegas, man. Uh, a couple of my boys, man, stopped in at a bar, was able to... Catch the fight. Catch, he catched the very end. Well, not the end of the fight. We caught the very beginning of that fight. We didn't watch the whole card. You know, I ain't got yeah, the patience yeah, yeah, yeah. for stuff like Neither that. Neither did I. But it's okay. What do you think about the fight? I thought it was. I thought it was a great fight. I thought John Bones Jones was going to win anyway. You definitely saw the ring mm-hmm. rust and him not being in there, just yep. not being have being on that stage. But then. Class tells over time. Class, Class tells, tells over, over time. time. You saw it, you know. That is correct. You know, muscle memory, man. Once you're once you're talented at something, it never really goes away. Uh, one of my favorite lines from Ocean's Eleven, he said, "We get better, we get sloppy, we don't change." Mm-hmm. So, and that's what John Bones Jones did. It's just like he was sloppy in the beginning, but then he tightened it up and he was able to. Uh, that left kick that he threw up there that caught yeah, him. That caught him. That dazed, and that's what really knocked him mm-hmm. out. He was done there. Um, but muscle memory will keep you up in it. And and that's what kept Cromier on his feet till the time the fight was called and he went down. Um, a lot. One thing about that fight that I do want to talk about was that Daniel Cromier got interviewed after the fight by Joe Rogan. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, the day before the fight, Joe Rogan, on his podcast, said to, I believe, Jamie Foxx that he hates interviewing fighters after they're KO'd because they're not really there. It's got to think, I want you to think about this for a second because this is what he talked about, and I thought about this when he said it, is if you're in a fight, then boom, flash, knock down, you're done. And then all of a sudden, people are waking you up, and they're like, hey, come talk to the camera. Come some, some, say some words for us. How are you going to react to it? The, well, the same way... I mean, don't don't act like just one sport is special, man. We specialize in a lot of different sports. You could be down by 20 points in the NBA Finals, and they're going to question you, hey, what is your team doing in the mm-hmm. third quarter when you're trying to prepare your team? Yeah, instead, of, instead of you trying to rally your troops and trying to come up with a game plan, you're stepping over to the side to sit there and entertain the fans for something like that. It's part of the job. It's one of those things, whether you win or lose. Cam Newton got a lot of uh, criticism after you, they got the, the dog mess slapped out yeah. of him in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and then, you know, they got mad, you know, him for walking off. I mean, so, like so, Let's change the scenario a little bit. How about this? How about you're blacked out drunk, you come to, and people want to ask you about the last 30 minutes. How do you respond to something like that? I don't know what happened. Give them the honest truth. Because it's not like, the thing is... That's how you should react, right? Well, no, think about it. This is a recorded fight, and anytime you get knocked out, I don't want to hear that uh, he's not as good as me. You got knocked out, homeboy. Mm -hmm. So give as much truth as possible as you can and what you remember. And let the chest for what they made. The thing, one thing I loved and I respect about boxing and actually any combat sport, is when you're in the sport, the only people that you can actually accept criticism from is going to be your counterparts. Mm-hmm. Me being able to step in that ring, you being able to step in that ring before, can't nobody. You and I know we give a lot of criticism to people, but we're 
nobody is a bum in there. Yeah. Nobody's really a bum. Not really. And only fighters can respect that apart. And the now, average person. No, we might person, pick on you. And no, call we'll pick. Yeah, bum. no, we'll we'll do. We'll definitely yeah, do that. We're but doing no, that, yeah, at yeah. the end of the day. I respect every single fighter, even the ones that I don't like, just for simple fact that I know what it takes to go in there. Mm-hmm. And the average person's not. So, not. Every, you remember when uh, Deontay Wilder had, had that guy who was uh, running his mouth yeah, and he brought him to the boxing yeah. ring, and he went outside the ring to fight him? It's it's, it's not a joke when you get in there, man. No. So, it, the thing is, you may get knocked out, you may get slept, just like Mikey Garcia's Latisha yep. in or something like mm-hmm. that. But you you got in there, man. You did with. A small percentage of the world can actually do on a daily basis for at that elite level. Yes. Now this to me it kind of shows the evolution of boxing over MMA because oh you got to do that for me man. Now (laughs) in boxing when someone gets KTFO'd as we like to say it, you don't see them get interviewed immediately after. Even when Alvarez Canelo knocked out Amir Khan. They interviewed Canelo first. They let Amir Khan get his wits together before they even put him in front of the mic. Even then, I can't even think of another fight where someone got KTFO'd or knocked out and then had the mic in their face. Because usually in boxing, they're a little extra precocious, and you're probably going to go out on that stretcher. And then you see the hand come up like, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay. Yeah, with the thumb. The thumb like like an NFL player. Because those guys, when they go down, they usually don't get back up. Uh, but boxing, you know, it's more for precaution. I want to see more of that in UFC, actually, because I feel like they should have kept Cormier on the ground, um, especially after a ground and pound. If you beat a dude on the ground, you're going to stand him up, put the mic in his face? Come on, man. He was kind of out before he even hit the ground. Exactly so, like, he my was really point. dazed. So, yeah, I mean. If everybody listened to me when I'm yelling at the TV, everybody would be undefeated, and this would be a better place. I don't mind it. <laughs> you don't yeah, mind it at all. I, I don't mind I, it at all. I'm glad to know that, like, that, that you appreciate the advice that I give and that I'm probably right about this. No, I don't. Nah. No, I'm not talking about your way. If they <laughs> too get late. knocked it's out. already no, on the record. Too, no. Too late. If they get knocked Next out. Subject. and they, you know, If they get knocked <laughs> out and then they get interviewed right after, it's, it's uh, collateral damage. That's right. That's right. You get hazard pay. You know what you signed up for. Because if shoes on the other foot, it's going to happen. You're not going to care, really. I mean, at the end of the day, these guys really don't want to hurt these guys long each other for the longevity or you know brain damage like that. but now this was a fight weekend in vegas was i believe the ufc fight was in vegas how was this vegas weekend for you it was expensive expensive it was really expensive man now you got to hang out with the former amateur fighter um canvas back i believe was his old nickname in his fighting days a very close (laughs) gentleman to me um how was that how was that time hanging out with your pops so i got so I got to sit here and have lunch with me for the first time, man. The uh, the guy who implanted this box and stuff into my co-host Sonny Ill's life. Uh, gift and a curse. The gift and a curse, man. Yo, I love your pops, man. Now, like, he told me you might say some crazy things about, like, uh, he said you was talking a little drunk, like uh, something about, like, uh, being the son he never had or something like that. <laughs> no, no, no. I told him, man, I was like, man, I'm, a, I'm already the favorite son, and it was my first time meeting him. It's okay, man. Hey. It's okay. If you're I think you're misreading any, if this you're gonna, here. If you're going to lose to anybody, why not be me? I, you might be misreading a little bit, because I, I, I believe this might be one of those things, those scenarios that most white parents kind of hate. I think it's the fact that maybe he expected my sister to bring home a better brother than the one she got home. And that's, uh, you might be misreading it just a little bit there, my man. Oh, man. No, man. Your pops, man, is a classy guy, man. And it's, uh... He wanted me to ask you about something. Something about a lard butt and diapers. Oh, man. So we're sitting here at the, you know, me and your pops are sitting here at the table. And then there's this girl walking. She had nice legs and she had a huge ass 
<laughs> but it was one of those Kim Car. It was it was one of those Kim Kardashian. It was like like she had a diaper, and I said, "Hey yo," I was like, "I told your pops, I was like, hey yo, man, it look like she got a diaper." And he was like, "Man, that diaper's full too." <laughs> so, so we're sitting here dying laughing over that, man. Oh man, it was it was so terrible. I'm like, "Girl, what kind of implants did you get?" That's straight from back alley ba- back alley back shots, Why you got man. Some that's not even silicone, man. Back. That was some concrete they in they in a uh, uh, instilled in her back shots. That's the name of your next mix. <laughs> Right <laughs> no man, it um it was funny because between you and your pops, man, I, I told him and I, I'm gonna get a not really sentimental, man. I I respect you just because like you know a lot of stuff off the top of your head, the stuff that you're. I, I told him I was like, you know, that's only there's only one place that you actually got that from. You know, is gonna be your pops, man. But the fact that both of you guys retain your boxing knowledge is crazy. It's like me, every fight that I watch, I have to take notes. Yeah. I take notes on every single fight because. Brain works fast, and I forget. I'm not a details person. I mm-hmm. hate details. I know the big picture, and that's about it. But you guys actually know the details. You and your pops, and then it's just here, year, dates, times, fight card. Like that stuff is really amazing. I to hope me. you and appreciate then, uh, the presence of a born fighter. Who your pops? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Either way, either way. No, hey, but you hey, know what's hey, 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 you know hey, what's actually hey, funny hey, too hey, is hey. I was sitting here. <laughs> I was in here dying, and I'm like in the car. I'm like, it's not like I never left, man. I was like, you are your pop son, man. You guys are the same exact yeah, person. No. So I, I have no. A, I don't know if so, that's a good or bad thing, so, but no, I, I get it. I no, get it. it's for you. It's a bad thing because if anything <laughs> happened to you, I already got your replacement. Right. It's easier to replace hey, you than it hey, is. Time him, is man. on my side with this one, baby. Time is on my side. <laughs> oh man, no man. I um, shout out to you, pops, man. Thanks for uh, taking me out, man. That Cuban sandwich was was the Cubano. No Cubano, man. It was great. It's it's good great to spend place, time okay. with you, man. It used to be the Howard Johnson. I guess it's something different now. Uh, I'm not sure, but I'm glad. Uh, did I'm, I'm assuming he didn't let you pay for anything because that's kind of his style. Nah, man, he didn't, man. I paid for the. Uh, he'd have broke your hand if you'd have put your, <laughs> if you'd have put your ATM. I paid out for there. I paid for the waters. We went to the corner store because you know it's Vegas heat, man. <laughs> when we went to the L, man, it was. You know, hot Las out there. Vegas is the only place where if you, you can walk into any food establishment and at and the glass of water is free. They can't charge you. Illegal. Illegal to do it because the chances are you would die of dehydration. Now let's talk about the jackal. All right. My man Carl Frampton, he had a fight scheduled this Saturday, didn't make weight. That was the first red flag I saw. Then his fight was called off because his opponent, Andre Gutierrez, slipped in the shower. When you're fighting at an elite level, how do you slip in the shower? Have you ever slipped in the shower? Not I haven't. Sex. Okay, there we go. Now that's the question. You see, and this is the reason why me and you are partners in this, man. Right, no, I have not that's because okay, I because yeah. there's a, that's the disclaimer. That's the first thing I thought when you slipped and fall in the shower. I've been taking a shower for 33 years. Not that I remember I slipped at any time mm-hmm. in the past. Nope. 31 years that I that I <laughs> right? 31 years that I remember slipping and falling in the shower, unless it had to do something with the opposite sex. Exactly. So no, I don't. I have I don't a theory know what's going on this on. one that he had trouble making weight. Didn't train properly, and his camp might have spent a little bit of money for somebody to step aside and not take the fight. That's my theory on it, because I don't see any grown man just slipping in the shower, period, without having other things attached to it, whether you have physical ailments, you're already sick, a bad leg, bad arm, whatever the case is, I don't see any not grown in your, man. Not in your prime, in your no, athletic prime. No, All you got to do no. is stand there. Oh man, he slipped in the shower. He has trouble getting out, in and out that tub. That's what I'm saying, man. You don't slip in the shower. 
it's like, it's that or it's a bad banana peel joke. You know what I'm saying? It's a terrible banana peel it's joke. I don't know. One. I don't know what happened. So, but hopefully we'll see him soon. So the, to me, this is a big red flag for Carl Frampton, and I want you to get your ish together because we need you back up there at the top. I'm a fan. You bring in exciting fights. You got good draws, and we need to keep you where you where you where you're supposed to be. All right. Now, it's enough about the Jackal, because this is embarrassing to me in the sport. Now, let's talk about Victor Ortiz's return. How do you feel about that one? Um, I always like to, always like to see I always like to see um, fighters who are elite or used to be elite. I need them up in there and still viable too, because if somebody like a Victor Ortiz who has fought Andre Berto twice, Jose Cito Lopez, Floyd Mayweather, mm-hmm. and all these kind of stuff like that, if he's out of the picture and he's not viable. That's one thing that's going to kill the sport off with, you know, somebody who's a big name. So because it's like you still when you see a name, you don't want it to be like, oh, him, that bum that he's washed up. So the fact that he came back and he dominated just like that, um, I was really happy to see that. Let's pull up Saul Corral and uh, Victor Ortiz's resume there. Because Saul Corral, I guess his last fight was a war with Josecito Lopez. I believe that was on Fox Sports 1. It was a PBC card. I remember watching that fight. Uh, but Victor Ortiz, I thought he looked really good. He looked back to that focus, vicious Victor Ortiz. He had a little bit of ring rust in there. Um, one of the things the corner pointed out was that he was reaching, and that's one of the reasons why uh, Saul Corral kept, kept kind of grabbing his arm and tying him up because he was leading in that way. And that's uh, how he got the point deducted. Jack Reese, good referee. We'll talk about him a little bit too. Uh, who you got up there? What you got? So uh, Victor Ortiz, uh, great resume. Um, you got a loss to Maidano on here. He has a uh, Lamont Quinn Peterson. Sewell. You got an Andre Berto on here. He, uh, he fought. I forgot he fought Lamont Peterson. Yeah, man. I was. That was one of the reasons why I was upset. You, majority decision mm-hmm. because that could have went either way. But it's like I said, you got Berto on there twice. Floyd, uh, Louis Colazzo, which is one they were actually discussing on the fight, um, trying to. Trying to maybe bring him back. Um, Josecito Lopez, which I just mentioned also, too. That's why he got his jaw broken. Now, Victor Ortiz is a good name. He's a good draw. But whether he's mentally focused in boxing is up to him. Uh, he doesn't have that that heart of a champion that people want to see. Um, he was supposed to be the golden boy for golden boy. Well, one of the things the commentator said, which I, I liked, and he was just like, He's like, I'm 30 years old. I know I don't have that big enough timeline now, so I got to be more focused on here. He said he's not taking any more um, scripts. No movie so, roles? You know, I mean, you know, he was in Southpaw. He was in The Expendables. Mm-hmm. In, uh, I saw him in the movie with Bruce Willis. I forgot the name of it. He was Doug number five. <laughs> so he's saying he's taking time off to actually focus on boxing. Your your career is going to continue after that with your, with your acting background. So... It's it was good. He was really dominant. Fourth round, uh, KO TKO. He just made the guy pay every single time, man. Every he looked good. Time. Almost um, got Southpaw, a KTFO so there. Almost, real, right? Real talk though. The first the first knockdown yeah. in the fourth round too. So I thought it was a KTFO for a second there, and then dude stood up. So dude got up. He I don't was, think he knew he stood up, but he stood up. Their body, the muscle memory. So. Um, Big, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's win, in his future. I don't know if it's going to be any huge title fights. But even if you stay at this this height right now, I don't mind it because that's. You know what I love about this right now is that even Victor Ortiz in his thirteen year career in boxing, that he's still a viable option just for matchups alone. Yeah. Right. Because let's think about this. Let's throw him in there with a Keith Thurman. That's a great matchup. Yeah. Let's throw him in there with Errol Spence. That's a great matchup. Sean Porter. That's, that's or, a great matchup. Know, so. 
You know what I'm saying? Anybody wearing that weight, that Walter weight, man, that's the reason why we still keep that as and number one weight class. the good news is that he's signed to the right guy to make those fights happen. So let's see if he gets fed to the wolves. Now we always talk about how we want relevance and we speak about relevant people. A fight this weekend that we thought was going to be relevant, and from the highlights I've seen and everything about it, not very relevant, not too impressed with Saddam Ali. He got a unanimous decision win over Johan Perez, but Saddam Ali is starting to turn into a big bust after the Olympics. Um, he got this win here. I think he needs better management or a better trainer. I'm not sure what's going to go on, but we're going to give him shouts to the win, and we're going to move forward past him. Let's go to someone more relevant. Let's talk about one of the Charlos. Let's talk about Jamal Charlo. How did you feel about that fight right there? So, um, just like we said in the beginning, he fought somebody. He fought somebody who had a good resume, Sebastian Heelan. At Jorge, Jorge Heelan. <laughs> whatever. Still in Vegas, huh? Yeah, so... Um, but it was supposed to be somebody who had a decent enough resume to where it wasn't a walkover or a cake, mm-hmm. cakewalk, but you should be able to get the victory. Yeah. So somebody where you can step into middleweight at 160 and then get the win against. The, the, good, the difference between good teams and great teams is the great teams are always going to win the, the matches and the games that they're, they're supposed, supposed to, to win. And so that's what he did. He went out there. He made it look easy. Mm-hmm. He was quicker. He was faster. Um, everything was dominant. Everything was dominant. And then so... And he fought a one-legged fighter. Apparently, he did, no, they um, hid that injury because he came into that hurt. Yeah, he did. Well, he made him look like it was nothing. I um, hope he got a bonus for that fight because I, I, I feel like at, at that level, I wonder if... That was a sacrifice. Right? And, <laughs> it and, really and, was. And what I wonder is if... Um, I wonder if, like, the promoters, like Al Heyman and them, I wonder if they knew about that. Like, if they knew about that injury. Just because... Hey, I need you to be a professional. Can you turn your ringtone off? That means the fight started, baby. <laughs> Are you ready? Hey, I didn't hear no bell. Ding, ding. Oh, God, man. For anybody that don't know... What was that, Rocky 2? 3. 3? Whatever. It's Rocky 3. Apollo and... Uh, it's, it's the third fight. I heard yeah. that was the third fight that was never aired. How do you know so much? <laughs> no, but um, I thought Charlo looked... I like uh, Jamal Charlo. He looked really good. Uh, TKO looked round big. four. Um, before the... Yes, I'm not going to give him uh, big kudos. He got the win. I'm not going to give him big kudos because the guy did. He did earn a little respect for me because even though he got that win, he didn't over-celebrate, jump on the ropes, yeah. go all crazy like it was just this mm-hmm. huge dominating performance. And when, after the fight, in the post-fight interview, they were like, yo... um, what did you think about, you know, when you could kind of tell that someone was off with this guy, most immature fighters would have kind of jumped right in. And he said, you, you never know, it could be a decoy. Because then if you jump right in, you can get hurt or you can get caught. And I thought that was very smart from a young fighter like uh, Jamal Charlo, who I'm not a, uh, I'm not a fan. I'm not a big we fan. We know. You're a hater. No, I'm just not a fan. I respect the guy, you know what I'm saying? But... Now he's the mandatory for the WBC green belt with Triple G, and they asked him if he's ready for it. And he gave a final response. What did he say? He said, of course. He said he's the, he's the reincarnated Vernon Forrest, who would lose to Triple G, uh, the, the new Tommy Hitman Hearns, which would probably lose to Triple G, and then also a Sugar Ray Leonard, which would probably lose to Triple G. Now, if you were his handlers, 
Would you throw him in there with Triple G right now? No. The reason why I wouldn't do it, too, is because just like since he went up at 160 and the caliber of fighter that he fought, he hasn't fought nobody with no power at the middleweight position, so mm-hmm. you're not ready for that you power yet. Prom, but baby. at the same time, it's just like when they have one of those superstar amateurs yep. who turn pro, they set him up, they pad his record with some people that mm-hmm. they should be able to beat the tomato cans. That's exactly what... He's not a tomato can, but um, Jorge Sebastian Heelan. Ah. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not drunk still. <laughs> Um, he he got in there with somebody who was supposed to beat and supposed to fight. Man, yeah. get you two three fights under here. Um, at least viable, two more. At least two more. Viable. So a true one. Six. Let's look at that. We're, we're gonna go. Let me see to this middleweight division. So you got, um, not even going with the title holders, but now um, he did it. beat the he did beat the number one um, the person who was number one for the WBC uh, as far as rankings. Uh, but that with that hurt leg, you didn't really get to see him. You got David Lemieux, you got Daniel Jacobs, Ooh, Sergey Durevichenko. That second name was you got one right there, Willie Jacobs. Monroe. You got Ooh, uh, Willie yes. Monroe. That's so, a good one. So you got you you got There's a lot of guys. There. There's names there. So I need you to take one of them first. Like we're gonna pull two names out, and the first two you called. I want to say David Lemieux. Can he beat him? He can. I think it's easy work for him. You think I don't think it's easy? Well, I think easy work. You know what? He's such a second boxer. Guess, easy work. Depends on uh, David Lemieux. If you're going in there and Which you're trying David to Lemieux do, shows up right? The flabby yeah, one or the, the flat? Yeah, the flabby one that knocked out Curtis Stevens. He's not. I don't think you can beat. Uh, <laughs> you're not beating that. But if you're in shape, the David Lemieux who went into the Triple G fight, that's, that one, that's a dangerous David Lemieux. Daniel Jacobs. I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. Nah. I'm glad you agree with me. On yeah, that. No, I don't think you just... could beat Daniel Jacobs. Daniel Jacobs, if you hear me, Miracle Man, ask for that fight. Shut this boy up, please. Shut this boy up. Man. Put him man, in could his be place. The, could be the hater, man. Let him flourish and let's see what the 160 hey, division can. Al but Heyman I would like to never see that. said that everybody's going to fight everybody because now I'm going to hold him to his word. And I want it to happen. I think Daniel Jacobs just takes this boy out. I think that's a good fight. Man, let him work his way up to Triple G. You just can't just throw him in there. Yeah, Especially exactly. since it was his first fight. So you just throw him in there with people, you know, with Triple G's victims. That's one way to do it. <laughs> now let's talk about, uh, supposed to be, what I thought was going to be fight of the year, uh, Mikey Garcia, Adrian Boner, ended up being uh, a dominated performance by Mikey Garcia, but I wasn't impressed. Not impressed at all by Mikey Garcia. And I don't know if it was, was it a bad Adrian Boner? Was Mikey Garcia, is he that fundamentally basic but skilled to make it that kind of boring? So I hate taking anything away from anybody who's victorious. He fought a bad Adrian Broner. You think so? I I, I wish I, I Adrian Broner should have never got his hair done. He should have never got lined up. Adrian Broner. He had a great is, intro. He's, great, not, a, he's not a shell of himself. I think his confidence is gone. I do too. I like legit, I like, like legit, I think... I got everything that he said, everything that he says, the facade, the coming out, the dancing, the beat, because the Adrian Broner, I know that's he the, was gun shy. That's now, the, thank you. That's he what was, I was gonna say. so gun shy. Like I did not. Uh, so the way that he fought, or no, the way he, not he fought, the way that he moved against mm-hmm. Mikey Garcia was the way I thought he should have moved against Adrian Granados. Yes, but he didn't make him pay for any of those no movements. No punches behind it. No at punches all. behind at it. All. He was sitting there, and then hold on, man, I got a couple of things. A lot of movement. Um, he was light on his feet, but he was gun shy. But hard flinching. Mm-hmm. You, when you're in there, when I, the first time I ever sparred, and I said this on here a couple times, man, I can still remember my coach. 
calm down in there because mm-hmm. my feet were going. They were tapping. Yeah. I was doing a whole, I was mm-hmm. doing a whole bunch, man, because it was just n- nervousness. Nerves. Yeah, the nervousness, Nancy. and you set and you got to settle down inside yourself. So every time that somebody throws, whether it's a feint, you cannot flinch. You yep. cannot show your hands, man. You either take that or you block it or you move. And then just every time Michael Garcia could have thought about throwing a punch, Adrian Broner was flinching. I thought his confidence was gone. And I don't, just like I said, I don't want to take anything away from Mikey Garcia, but that was not the Adrian Broner who. I don't think 140 is a good size for Mikey Garcia right now. He's looked a little flabby for being the big, I don't know. He, he was able to cut the ring off. Adrian Broner, like, he's really good, man. So I think Adrian Broner is turned into the character he created. You know, if that makes sense. Like, when we saw him coming into the ring... I think he's all press conference. Just everything up until... I think he needs to work on his bars. Go back to trying to rap. Because that's all he is now, is that character. That Ooh, image. that hurts. Right? That hurts to see. Because I feel like now he's going to be a draw. But is he going to be a draw to get beat? And you know what I thought? I thought that um, the way he got rocked with uh, Marcos Maidana and how Sean Porter applied the pressure on that... I honestly think Adrian um, Adrian Broner got shook watching Mikey Garcia knock out the teaching in or just the tail of the tape. So I don't. I, so going into that, I don't want to get knocked out. You're not going to the sit there and make me. Yeah, the press clippings, all the hype, all the press clippings, all that, that power. Got to because if you fought anybody, if you fought anybody who was just technique and had no power behind him, I think he would have been a little less gun shy. But those people who have power, you've seen that who are pressure fighters. He has a problem with that. And I don't think he wants to take his chance and let his hands go. For those who don't know, I can't say the word without giggling a little bit, Boner. I'm a fan of my Boner, but <laughs> Your, if he wants to continue boxing, <laughs> stop, you're stop so, it. How are you? A, you're such. A, you're the oldest child that's that's walking to earth right now, man. <laughs> you're laughing with me, so you're just <laughs> Be, bad. I'm laughing at you, not with you. Yeah, I'm laughing at you, you though. <laughs> now. If he continues to fight, he needs to change his camp. He needs a new corner. There is nobody in that corner teaching you anything new in boxing. You have hit a wall with them, and you will be continue to be a losing draw. They will put you in there, and they will send you in for defeat against everybody. That is where he's at in his career, and unless he changes camp, it's not going to happen. You know what? We gave... Hold on, hold on. We Before we move on. Real quick, we gave a lot of... what? Boner. <laughs> We gave a lot of criticism to this man, and we just judged him as a trainer. Mm-hmm. For Adrian Broner to be, I think, his confidence to be gone, I think a Virgil Hunter yes. would be somebody who's not necessarily teach you what to do in the ring, but just get your confidence back, confidence back confidence man. Just back. He's a great motivator, the, and he's somebody to make you believe in yourself because the Adrian Broner is there. And not even that, just even if it's not Virgil Hunter alone, to be in the room of greatness. Yeah. To be surrounded by greatness. Yes. That will iron that doesn't iron. inspire iron you more than anything iron. else. To be in the same room as a pound for pound number one right now, which is our man SOG, that will give you confidence alone. Especially if you're just sparring around and an old man comes around like, hey, good job. So it's um my pops, you guys don't know my uh, stepdad is a uh, pastor. And one of the things he always says, you are the average of your friends. Ooh, I like that. So everybody that you have around you that's, that's you're the you meat. That's the medium. That's, that's the you medium. Become, yeah. You are the medium of that. So, it's he needs to get somebody around some people hey, where he's not that he's not the big dog. Where he's just the average. It's just like because if you're around there and you're with Amir Khan, you know another title holder. Mm-hmm. If you're you know with 
pound for pound in our book, you know, at Andre Ward, Ward, you know, Andre Bird, when you're around those uh, type of fi- caliber fighters and everybody that is. This, and these are great names of other fighters to learn from yeah, as well. Exactly. People who've made it and accomplished it. So he needs to get They're that. Right. And who's held the championship longer belt than this fool has, too? That's for sure. Exactly. Ask me how much uh, money I lost. Because last week, we I'm, actually picked. We I'm gonna actually guess picked. The number, I'm going to say 500. Okay. So last week, we picked. I tell you right We both, we both if picked. If you ask me who's going to win, I'm going to give you two answers. I'm going to tell you who's going to win and who to bet money on. So last week, we both picked Mikey Garcia to, uh, to win. Mm-hmm. But I said, I'm actually going to put money on. Adrian Broner because the odds are just too good for it. I lost no money because I was drunk and I didn't wake up in time and couldn't see the fight or couldn't play or couldn't place a bet. Good job. I woke up to an alert on my phone saying who what. I was like, good job because I really was. I, I was. How much were you thinking about putting? About just about two hundred. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just but um. Yeah, I couldn't do it, man. Also, I got a drunk Vegas story to tell you of my first night there, too. Well, before you talk about that, let's talk about PatriotsLegacy.com. This is a nonprofit organization that my father's uh, one of the board members on. And this is a place for, for wounded vets. If you want to donate or... This is one of the things, like with like with my daughter in autism, if, you, if you're not affected by it directly, you know somebody who is. Same thing with PatriotsLegacy.com and these wounded vets. If you're not affected... And somebody in your family that you don't know who's been to war recently, you have a friend or someone else you know close to you has a friend or family member that has been affected by it. So if you support our troops like they support us, or if you're just an honest model American, just check them out. And if you want to donate or support it, go to the website, PatriotsLegacy.com. Now let's talk about my man, Timothy Bradley. This is one of my top five favorite fighters of all time because of what he stands for. But he just announced his retirement. How do you feel about that? I think it's good timing. I, for him, mm-hmm. it's a good timing. For the sport, I think it's one of those guys. Uh, sport kind of needs him, go, I think. The sport does need him just because I never put out a bad performance. Never. Keeps the fight interesting. Always All keeps it interesting. Always. Let's talk and about his resume. Is, he only has two losses in his resume. To who? To Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao. Three technically yeah too but on paper on paper so uh i don't like just like i said a couple weeks ago i don't like you leaving the court without making a shot or leaving on the l so leaving a, with a loss to pacquiao i don't really like i'd rather him go out you know with a win against somebody who he can beat mm-hmm. but i mean this is his last few pa- uh now opponents. i know that he's like opened a restaurant and he's uh, been focused on his kids with these he's like a football coach but one of the things I love about Timothy Bradley is the story. He's this guy who's always been underrated. When he got his first title shot against Junior Witter, when he traveled across the pond to England and fought a Junior Witter who was one of the most feared guys in boxing. At What was Junior Witter's record at that time? 36-1. Uh, 36-1. and 36-1. He was training at the YMCA before, he, before that fight. He's, Wait, that's will over skill. Right. Yeah, that's just me wanting they to be. They barely had the money for him, his trainer, and his cut man to even go to the fight. He got knocked down in the first round, came back with the belt, and then dominated ever since. Talk about a man who was determined and meant to win. I feel like, now I'll give you biased opinion on that because this is my man, and I feel like he's definitely Hall of Fame potential, but others can disagree with me. I think he's got to get enough resume for it. Junior Witter is who he won the title from. Edner yeah. Cherry. Yep. We got uh, Nate Campbell. Another oh, big even win? even uh, Kendall Holt, uh, twenty five and two. Nobody wants so, to fight him then. Um, 
to Lamont Peterson was 27 and 0 at Nobody that time. Nobody wanted to fight him then. Devin Alex, the Alexander the Great, Devin Alexander the Great, 21 and 0. We ain't seen 0. a nice Alexander since. Uh, you got uh, Casamayor, uh, Joel. First fight got, in the top rank. Yep, uh, Pacquiao, which he won that split decision, it's a w which on was there. Cra- it's still a W. Yeah, uh, Ruslan Provotnikov, fight of the year. Fight of the year. So fight that probably changed him personally and, that, and probably led to his retirement now because this is a fight where he said he still was a little lin- bit you know, lingering effects of he that. Was, he had a concussion when they interviewed him after that fight. But you got he, uh, yeah. Juan Manuel Marquez. Great win. Yep. Dominating performance. And this was after Marquez knocked out Pacquiao. Yep. And then so this is uh, Pacquiao again, which lost the United decision. Mm-hmm. He had a split decision. Uh, he had a draw against uh, Diego Chavez. This was, was uh, an awkward fight, but I thought he won it. Jesse Vargas, Brandon Rios, and Pacquiao again. Worked Jesse Vargas. Worked Jesse Vargas. Knocked out Brandon Rios with a body shot. And then Pacquiao showed, dominated him on there. Because he's, he's kind of that, uh, he's that dude who just has his number. That's 33, and, 33 and 2 with a whole bunch of wars in there. A whole bunch of wars. Now, this is one thing about this fighter. Like we said, the sport needs him. But as a fighter, I understand. You get your money and get out. You can't be more appreciative of someone who recognizes their time to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because nothing's worse than watching. And especially when you can walk away, because that means you've had something established outside yep. of boxing. You were smart with your money. You invested. Mm-hmm. And then so the selfishness of me, I don't want to see you go. But I'm, you know, I tip my hat off on the way that you went out. Now, next, let's talk about uh, something that we're, we kind of talk about this every week because we're going to capitalize on it. I, I watched Showtime All Access for the May Mac. Um, and, and all it was was basically just a compilation of what, we, what everybody saw with the, the, the press tour itself. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to talk about for this upcoming fight is a referee, former referee, retired referee, Joe Cortez. He was there for the sparring match between Polly Malinaji, for one of the many, I guess, with Polly Malinaji and... Uh, Conor McGregor. Apparently, he had to break it up. It got too heated. And they were talking smack to each other. And I was reading the article, and he was like, hey, hey, hey. We need to make it. And he said it turned into a real fight. We had to make it a clean fight. Now, they won't go into who got the better of who, but a lot of smack talk. But Polly openly says he has nothing but respect for McGregor and that he can fight and brawl. And I thought that was really good to hear, but... Uh, I, I like that. He well, he's the thing is, he's not going to outbox Mayweather. No. So whatever you go in there trying to get into somebody's head, and the, like that's probably what he's really working on, because you're since you're not going to beat Mayweather in a boxing match, you're going to have to make this a dogfight. You're going to have to make it ugly. All of us, we mentioned this a thousand times. So when you got Jose Luis Castillo, when you got uh, Oscar De La Hoya, when you got Marcos Magana, when you got what Victor Ortiz tried to do, you got to make it ugly. You got to try right. to frustrate him. You gotta. You got to pull out dirty tactics. That's right. And if you get into somebody's head, which is going to be horrible, hard as somebody as cerebral as Floyd Mayweather, then that's what you're going to have to do to make it. You're not going to go through it through great, you know, overall just tactics. You're not just going to outsmart this man. So you're going to have to get him in his head and you're going to have to piss him off and you're going to have to frustrate him. So if you can do that to Polly Malinaji, you that's what you're working that on. That means so, you're working on the right things, I think. You know what I'm saying? Because Polly is, is a, he's a composed fighter. For a guy who doesn't have knockout power, all he can do is box. So you know he's a composed fighter. He's a man who loves to run his mouth. Now, one thing, uh, this listen, the little next thing I want to like talk about though is let's talk about uh, this is more for your boy Al. So they released all the betting odds and prop bets for this Mayweather McGregor fight, and I I would love to hear. You was going over a little bit of these things with me, and then I I kind of got turned off because one I hate gambling, even though. I would, especially since I would have lost money this week. Uh, That's why I don't gamble. Stuff like that. So, 
even on a sport that I do know, what was some of the crap that you're eligible to uh, to bet on? Okay, uh, McGregor with the decision, 30 to 1. 100 will get you 3 grand right there. Now, uh, I'm sorry, 30 grand. Then, uh, let's see, Mayweather by decision, you lose money. Uh, let what's that? My favorite one was uh, some of the prop bets is um, who will have more Bryce Harper total bases versus the New York Mets or official knockdowns in the Mayweather-McGregor fight. So will he have total bases more, or will there be more knockdowns in that fight total between those two fighters? So you know Bryce Harper is my favorite uh, baseball player. He's one of my favorite, too. Of course, because he's from Vegas. But Vegas, baby. He, um, I, say, I already say more money on Bryce Harper with base hits. Oh, yeah. With the, bases. The odds man. are definitely what, what, what would pay you more is, is that Mayweather-McGregor. Uh, another one is it's 50-1 to 1 for, uh, for the decision, or for a draw. When's the last time, off the top of your head, When's the last time Mayweather had multiple knockdowns in a fight? That he got knocked down? No. He, no, he knocked somebody down multiple times in a fight. Multiple knockdowns in a fight, Ricky Hatton. How many, how many times was that? I believe twice before he knocked him out. We might have to look it up. And after, I can't even remember the last time he knocked anybody down more than one time because usually the fights get stopped with him. Chico. Oh, how dare you. <laughs> See that must be me just blocking it out. Yeah, I know. I don't think I because that was because what he got knocked down five times in that fight. I think so. Yeah, near yeah, the later rounds. Yeah, so yeah, that was uh, a Diego good defining. I won't. I won't lie. That's a good defining win for Mayweather. That was a great defining because they were both that was, in their prime there. But and that's wasn't, where wasn't Mayweather the underdog to that fight? Like betting favorite? I don't think so. I think it was a pretty. It was an even pretty, fight pretty across even. the board. Yeah. Um, but this is where I think that was the fight where the hate for Mayweather started. Because everybody knew he was kind of a slick boxer. But one of the things that, that boxing fans want, and even MMA fans, is as, as people, we're pretty horrible. We want blood. We want blood and guts. We that's want the re- violence. That's the, that's the reason why I think UFC was able to sustain their uh, popularity, too. It's because people want, mm-hmm. people want gladiator games. They want to yep. see blood. They want to see gory. They- I don't want to see nobody die. But I want someone mm-hmm. to bleed out. So as, as, a boxing, as a boxing fan and what we do, we don't care if it's a knockout or not, as long as it's a good fight. So, right. like you know, everybody they want to see an ending. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to see they want to see somebody get choked out. They yep. want to see somebody get knocked out. Look, they want to see a definitive win. They, is one thing. Yeah. So, they don't want the, they don't want the bell to ring and be like, that's it. That's a, that's a, it's like it's kind of like it's it's like the dude who can't please his girl. You don't want your girl to walk away like that's it. That's all. That's it. No. <laughs> Might be a bad analogy, but I think it's actually, actually might be the best analogy out there. Because mm-hmm. if your girl's doing that, you better figure something out, or, or she's gonna. Well, I can see it too she... because, like, the thing is, man. Even if you guys are both in there battling and warring, it, it you know, it's like oof. pause. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, be like, hey, good game, girl. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Fist bump it. You know what I'm saying? That's how you do it. That's how you do it, and that's how it should be. Because, like, one of the things, even with. The difference, one of the differences that will always be between Chico Corrales and uh, and Mayweather, is there's a legacy fight behind Chico Corrales. He has that first fight with Jose Luis Castillo, mm-hmm. which is one of the greatest fights of all time in any sport. Yeah, and and that's always going to be brought up, and that will always be a mark in history. That will always get brought up. You can't even find a fight poster for that fight. That's how, that's how big yeah, of a fight iconic. That be, that, and iconic that became. 
Unfortunately, with Mayweather... That's your fight of the year, fight of the year. You know how you always say your yep. favorite rapper's favorite rapper? Out right. of all the fight of the years, that's usually is one of the first things that's brought up, too. Always, so. always, always, always. And another one in that category, is gonna, we got to witness this year, of course, was uh, the Klitschko Joshua. Yeah. Another great one. How do you feel about your man Idris Elba? He was on First Take recently talking... Uh, uh, with the good, with the perspective who who has a kickboxing background, who said that he thought um, he gave McGregor bigger, more of a chance to win than anybody else. And what he said specifically was, Mayweather's going to do what he does. He's going to keep it tight. He's going to box. McGregor's going to fight. So, just like me and you were talking before we even started the show. And you said, the more and more you watch, the more and more you're starting to sell yourself. I'm selling myself you're on selling this. Yourself this is horrible. This it's horrible. So it's, I mean, I understand. Okay. I understand the concept of what everybody thinks Conor McGregor can do. He's going to rough him up. He's going to try to rough him He'll up. He'll try. He's going to try to rough Maybe him up. Maybe they got the best elbows in boxing. Best elbows in boxing and some of the best footwork in boxing right. side to side. So... Conor McGregor, he's still not skilled enough to even strike off. He's flat-footed. He has to set up before he strikes. He, We've seen it. He's not quick. He may be able to catch some people, but he's not going to be able to catch Floyd Mayweather when his whole basis is speed, quickness, defense, and counterpunching. So I, I completely understand the concept. It is a fight. It is a boxing match. So anything can happen if you get caught. It's still going to be dictated on what Mayweather does. If Mayweather gets lazy and he just... It's like you know what I'm gonna take this round off, which doesn't happen. I mean, this is this is one of the somebody. This is somebody who just said, you know, a dream of losing. Like I can't have that happen. I just damage it to my legacy. So he does. He's like every day I'm scared for it. So now Mayweather said he's open to eight ounce gloves. He said let's do it. Let's do eight ounce gloves. Now he's obviously a genius because Nevada State only allows ten ounce gloves. So they, they automatically denied the option there. On uh, first take this morning, they talked about it. Uh, <laughs> Max Kellen was like he said. He said, eight-ounce glove, who, who's going to win? Who's in favor? Mayweather. He said, if they go bare-knuckle in the boxing ring, who's it going to favor? Mayweather, because he's the puncher. <laughs> now, Conor McGregor, I love him sometimes, because he did respond on uh, Twitter about it. He said, he said it doesn't matter. He said, eight-ounce glove, ten-ounce gloves, it doesn't matter. He said, because I'm coming for you. And the hashtag was brittle hands. Look. That's a little, that's, that's like a Jim Lampley sneak this right there. Yeah, and oh, like he does, no, everybody knows, man. Your boy Mayweather fights in Vegas for the reason of he's able to inject yep. his hands, you know, to be able to last throughout those fights. So that's not going to change, but he doesn't have to hit you a lot. Mm-mm. And then the thing is, you're, if you get caught more with a bare, uh, mm-hmm. with a bare knuckle, that, hey, them knuckles cut your face up, yeah. man, like right. depending on how bony your hands are, right. man. So. I've seen it happen, man. You, somebody get caught once, man. It can split your whole mouth open, your whole your whole cheekbone open, and then you could get you could lose in a fight with a with a cut above the eye or anything like that. So I've you don't seen want some that. bad cuts out there, and you don't want that. Nobody wants those kind of problems out there. But this is a spectacle. I want it to kind of hurry up and just happen, just to see if if all the hype is what it is. Because this is one of those things where sometimes I feel like I might be trying to make this better than it's going to be because I don't want to waste my time. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I hope that makes sense to everybody out there. And I love the sweet science. Hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101. Talk a little smack to us on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. And don't forget to download that Squared Circle app. It's available in Google Play and iTunes. If you love the sweet science like we do and you want to stay up to date, it's not just boxing news. We'll give you all the boxing news up to date. But we also got something nobody else has. We got, we got the records. We got the fight of the years. 
from 1961 to today. We got KTFO section. Nobody else has that. If you're just bored and want to be entertained, you go to the KTFO section and watch somebody get their legs wobbled. It's so great. It's entertaining. Are you not entertained? Just give me more, baby. Now let's talk about. I wish we had. I wish we had more uh, candidates for the Bambi Awards. The Bambi Awards. The Bambi we haven't Awards. had that many. <laughs> we still got to fill up the Tin Man Awards. You know, yeah. we got a couple candidates on that one. We got mm-hmm. that Cedric Agnew. We got uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Senior. Uh, who else we have on there? We had, we even threw uh, your man from Houston Rockets. What was his name? James Harden. James Harden's even on there. <laughs> he don't even box, but he got the Tin Man nominee. Now, someone who's definitely not a Tin Man or a man at all. Clarissa Shields is fighting this weekend. Uh, you know what? Before you even said Clarissa Shields, I was like, man, that's a di- that's a disrespect. He's like, not even a man at all. Clarissa Shields. Oh, okay, I get it. I, I understand. <laughs> you thought I was gonna go there? Huh? Yeah. No, no. I, I'm glad that they keep getting her work. I'm glad they keep her getting her work. They keep getting her busy. She keeps getting some good fight cards. Uh, she's fighting out of Detroit, where she's from. I hope this is. I hope she stays undefeated, and I hope that she still continues to get fight and put on the um, on the big stage because. I want the emergence of female boxing to be greater than what it is. These women are warriors. They put in just some, just as much, or if not more, effort than the men. And there's they're always entertaining. They always punches and bunch. They they always make it a good fight. So, I I want her to continue to be great. I want the female boxing that whole establishment. I want that to be bigger than what it is. So. So they just, I just got some breaking news here. They just announced the tickets for the closed circuit fight for Mayweather McGregor, 150 bucks. So if you don't want to buy a ticket and go to it or spend $100 on pay-per-view, you can spend 150 go watch it in the movie theater, apparently. It's actually it, smart. It is kind of smart. It ties, uh, it, it ties the uh, Mayweather-Pacquiao. Uh, Same price, 150 it, it is smart. I don't know if I, I couldn't sit in a movie theater and watch that. No, I'm I not sitting. Not, not with a whole bunch of casuals. No, no, no. I'll be standing up all loud. I get escorted out of there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it would be you'd like. Get, you'd, you'd get in a fight in a movie theater. Oh, over definitely. Every, I couldn't do it either. <laughs> definitely. It's like, it's like, it would be like, you know, if you had too many black people in a scary movie. You couldn't do it. Yeah. Watching a scary movie. That's how it would be. You couldn't do it because everybody would be like, shh, <laughs> sit down, shh. First of all, why would you even go? Because you don't even sit down when you watch the fights. Exactly You'd be in my the front point. pacing yourself, man. Exactly my point. Come on, man. Like, you haven't been that loud in a scary movie. When was the last time you seen a scary movie? They're not scary enough, man. That's I right. consider myself an alpha male, so I haven't been scared in a long time. Now, you said you, you know a- what does scare me? Hillbillies. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so like wrong turn and oh, the hills exactly have hills have eyes mm-hmm. like th- those movies are scary man like that that stuff is you know why it's scary because I think across the board everybody believes it's real right <laughs> it is man. no disrespect there's somebody there's somebody out there man that is out there just out there kidnapping and chopping hey, people up from and then, the words of Daniel Tosh it's not a stereotype if it's fact <laughs> right now very true you had you said you had a Vegas story for me. So I get off the plane. Mm-hmm. I get off the plane, and then I don't even have time to check into my room. So I go into the shout out to the homie Morjan. So I go, uh, yeah. So I go to his room, drop my stuff off, and they're like, "Hey, yo, meet us at Mandalay Bay." <laughs> so I drop my stuff off, take a shower, you know, put on my swim trunks, you know, catch a cab to Mandalay Bay, or whatever. I like how you to, left off, put on a shirt, but go ahead. No, I didn't. I didn't put on a shirt. I, I took a shirt off. Whatever. <laughs> I anyway, put a shirt on my shoulder. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So go there. You know, everything we have is mostly paid for for the weekend. So, mm-hmm. you know, walk in, get drunk, you know, have a lot of drinks mm-hmm. or whatever. And, of course, it's 100-plus degrees outside. 
All right, cold so, for you. Yep. Yep. So I go home after that, after we have it. Don't even take a nap. We get something to eat, mm-hmm. you know, drunk still. Then we go to Dre's. Our section love, shuts it. I love Dre's. Dre's. I we, love Dre's. We shut it down. Our section, Sky Team definitely did it. <laughs> Tell it two Y's. It's S-K-Y-Y-T-E-A-M. You yeah, I, I, look at you, I looked at your, your, your crew, man. Out of your whole squad, there's only two of them brothers that probably just do okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man, we hold it. We Scott Team holds it down, man. Like if you ever at any function that we throw or we go together, matter of fact, I might just throw a shout out to let you guys know to kick with Scott Team whenever we go out or something like that. But it, it's anyway, our section shut it down, and in me, whenever I get drunk, it's usually a, a point where I hit the wall and I'm like, "All right, Carvin, you got. All right, shooter, you got. You got to get out of here. You you got to get the hell out of here, man. I I don't want to do this, so." I have so a rule. I go, when I get that drunk, I have to stand and I start moving. No, I had to leave. There was no possible. I was like, I don't, I don't trust. Moving, my, yeah. I don't trust myself, right? So I go back to go back to my hotel, and I just remember stumbling and walking. And in my head, I'm like, focus. Get, I was like, get it together. You're not. I was like, get. I was like, I was like, yo, get it together. I'm not gonna make it. I need to. I need. <laughs> hey, hey, no, 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 no. No, no. I'm like, I was like, I'm not gonna make it. I need to I need to find somewhere to lay down in this lobby. Oh, no. <laughs> so I look, I take about another ten steps, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna lay over here in the corner, and I'm just gonna go to sleep." Take a superhero, <laughs> take a superhero <laughs> knee at first. You know what I'm saying? One hand. No, man, just fell over to my side, man. I just like, hey, I'm gonna take a nap right over here, and then when I wake up, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to my room. I just don't need nobody to bother me. I just need to pass out. And, then, and then as soon as I do that, concierge comes over, like, "Hey, yo, sir, you can't sleep here." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you can't sleep here. How big was the guy they sent to you? He wasn't big at all. Oh, yeah. So but he, he could have was... taken me in the state that I was. I'm man. pretty sure it... he was like, I got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do it. Really? Come on, man. Yeah, Damn. So, so as soon as he as soon as soon he hits, he was like, he was like, what room are you in? He, you know, I thought I was going to get kicked out. He's like, what room are you in? I don't know. So I called G. And then I'm like, yo, G, what room are we in? And he tells me. And I tell the guy. But as soon as he tells me. He's literally walking in. She walks in at the same time, and I had to get carded. They wheelchaired me to my room, man. Like I, I couldn't do it. And then I threw up Rookies. all over. Then I threw up all over the floor. Rookies. Right after that, just a rookie. day one. Rookie ain't mistake. Even, hey, ain't even been, ain't even been there ten hours. Not even, man. Yeah, not not even, even a full twenty-four. <laughs> oh my god! One day we're gonna have our own all-access on Showtime or twenty-four-seven. It won't be about boxing. It'll, it'll be a sky be, team. It'll, it'll be about a night in Vegas. Oh, man. Now, we got a couple of the fights this weekend I want to talk about. One is uh, a fight that, I don't know if this is for the fans just because, but Mauricio Harris fighting Jesus Soto Carras. These are two guys at the end of the game um, who probably should follow the the method of Timothy Bradley and call it quits at the right so time. So we got Jesus Soto Carras at uh, 28 and 11, and then we got Mauricio Herrera at 23 and 7. Who do you have up in front of you right now? <sighs> Oh, I got both of them up. Let's so look at Carras. Let's look at Jose Soto, Soto Carras. Let's look at his resume real quick. Because this is a guy who's been a gatekeeper mm-hmm. and a great gatekeeper. This is a dude you really got to get past, and he'll make you earn it. Yeah. That's for sure. Let's talk about his resume. You got 11 losses, man. You, you know he's down for some brawls. So, back-to-back, Yoshiro Kamagai. Ooh. Devin Alexander, Keith Thurman, Andre Ooh. Berto, Marcos Maidana. Ooh. You beat Berto. Mike Jones twice. Gabe Rosado. Hey, Gabe Rosado. Yeah, he's. <laughs> what I mean. Who has a better resume? Him or Zab Judah now? Uh, Zab. 
Dab's got better wins. Dab got way better wins and losses just because of uh, the height. The height and where of, they were and where yeah, he was. Exactly. Now let's look at Mauricio Herrera. Who's on his resume? Uh, Pablo Cesar Cano, uh, Jose Benavidez, mm-hmm. Danny Garcia, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Alvarado, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Dallas Jr., mm-hmm. um, Provodnikov. Some names? Uh-huh. There's some names in there. He beat Provodnikov, right? Yep, unanimous decision. That's right. And Provodnikov was 17-0 and 0 at that time. That's right. See how I know these things? It's weird. It's crazy. It's amazing. It's like a gift or a skill. I told you. It's what happens when you're in the presence of greatness, baby. <laughs> now, speaking of greatness... This is potentially the next pound-for-pound fighter of all time. Vasil Lomachenko is fighting his first fight on ESPN this Saturday. This is the second fight that Top Rank is having since they've left HBO, which is a big, big move for boxing as far as for the sport in general. Unfortunately, they went to a network that doesn't really do do nothing for boxing. They promote it horribly. Um, their first fight they promoted on uh, ESPN kind of backfired as far as for Pacquiao and uh, school teacher. Um, now, Vasil Lomachenko is going against Miguel Mariaga. This should be an easy win for this guy. You know why it's going to be an easy win? Huh. Because Mariaga is 25-2. and two. Mm-hmm. His two losses are against a unanimous, this is a unanimous decision to Nicholas Walt, the Axman Walters, mm-hmm. who was the 10-man before we started the 10-man awards. Mm-hmm. And you saw what uh, Lomachenko did to him, made mm-hmm. him quit. And then Oscar Valdez, who is a WC uh, featherweight champion now, he lost to him, and then that's an opponent who didn't want no parts of Lomachenko. So yep. this should be easy work. I mean, he's even though he's 25-2 and two with 21 wins, he's that much a cut above everybody. Now, Robert Garcia was saying that, uh, that Vasil Lomachenko hasn't fought nobody, um, and he's not, he's not even near the caliber, basically, of Mikey Garcia. Now, I think he—well, he said that because Lomachenko didn't give Mikey Garcia the credit for beating Adrian Broner. Yep. So it's, it's camps fighting and shooting uh, back and forth, but I think the funny thing about it is Angel Garcia actually has relevance. Yeah. He really hasn't—I mean, well, I'm not going to say kill Jason Garcia. Sosa, uh, Roman Martinez, and Nicholas Walters, but, yeah, you're still only eight wins. Now, they're talking about Gervonta Davis possibly fighting Robert Martinez on the Maymac pay, uh, undercard, which is a solid test, I think, for Gervonta Davis because Rocky Martinez is, is a good fighter. But Vasil Lomachenko, man, uh, he said he wants Rigondeaux after this one. That's who I want him to fight after this is Rigondeaux. Yeah, I need that. I need that. I want that. Boxing needs that bad because, for one, we need to find out how good Rigondeaux really is. And how good Lomachenko is. Because this could be... The most boring technical fight out there. Or it can't be. I don't think it can be. I think I think, think Rigando is too slick and he's too defensive minded and he makes you pay. Mm-hmm. And it, that guy's just, secretly he's a savage on mm-hmm. the inside. Yeah. And then Vasilio Macheco, he's a come forward fighter. So you know you got. Who do you think would win that fight? Honestly, I don't know. And, and until it happens, I won't make a pick. I, I won't mm-hmm. do that now, but. This is when you have uh, unstoppable o- for object against what is it? Un- unstoppable force against mm-hmm. an immovable object. Now, first, my first prediction I'm gonna take is that Vasil Lomachenko is gonna knock out Miguel Mariaga probably within five or six rounds. Yeah. Um, I think he would knock out Rigondeaux probably about seven or eight. Personally, that's me. That's just me. But that's my overreaction, and that's how we call the sweet science. So. 
And then, well, just to play devil's advocate, I don't think he could knock out Rigondeau. I think Rigondeau would take a Eris Randy Laura versus Canelo Alvarez approach, stay from the outside, and just stick on your moves and do a lot of movement. That's how I could see it be boring, but I don't think he could knock him out. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. We, um, think about b- boxing, it's more, fa- it's more fantasy than fantasy football because you always talk about dream. You don't do that with any other sports except for boxing when it comes to dream matchups. You only do that a few times when it comes to, like, basketball. And mostly it's just basketball. It's just like, hey, can, you know, these Golden State Warriors beat the 97 or the 98 or 96 Bulls or whatever like that. So, so. this just came on. Uh, I just got an alert for this one, uh, confirmation. Mickey Bay versus Anthony Peterson, Lamont Peterson's brother, August 22nd. Not a bad matchup right there. I ain't seen or heard of these two brothers in the last two, three years. <laughs> I don't know where they've been. But I'm glad to see they get some work finally. They must be broke. You know what? We, must be broke, right? <laughs> we might have to start recording a little bit later in the day just for the simple fact that all these alerts really do have come, come right? When, right? They always come when we start recording right. or after we get done. That's when we, uh, so if we're ever a little bit late on that, it's because we're too quick at what we do. That's right, baby, because we're always on top of it. Make sure you hit us up on facebook.com forward slash squared circle 101. Make sure you download this Squared Circle app. This is the only place where you got a show, you got an app, you got everything you possibly need in the sport of boxing. And the sweet science, or troll us on Twitter, talk a little smack to us at Talk is Smack 101. Tell me you suck, anything you got, get me riled up. Don't forget to subscribe, listen, rate, review on Google Play and iTunes. If it's a one star, give me one star. If it's three star, I'm a little worried. I want to know why it's three stars. If it's a five star, because we know it is, make sure you hit us up on that as well. What are the keys to victory and how do we win? Anything lost can be found again except for wasted time. I love it. I love it. I love it. Anything lost can be found again except for wasted time. Unless you have a time machine... You can't get it back. So you have to move forward and focus on what you want to do and the goals you need to accomplish. And that's what we're here to do. And keep you pumped and discuss the sweet science because I hope you love this brutal sport the same way we do. Do you have anything else you got to add, my man? Um, nah, man. I'm really thankful for the weekend I had. Shout out to Scout, Sky Team. Um, shout out to my man, uh, J-Rock, who's getting married this weekend. Um, it's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, man. So All right, all right. I'm another, glad to know that you got a wheelchair on the first night there. Yeah, and it really set the tone because I was pretty mellow the rest of the week. <laughs> the rest Six of the weekend, foot two, though. 200 pound brother couldn't handle one night in Vegas. That's horrible. I could, yeah, man. Hey, and shout out to your pops again, man. Classy guy, man. I'll uh, be right. forward to meeting you, uh, especially my co-host Sonny in his endeavors. So we got a couple things lined up. We're going to start being at more of these fights, man. September gonna, 9th, we, man. Hey, we got uh, the uh, show about. Hey, Square Circle, Square Circle 101 is about to be traveling, man. That's right. You're going to see us everywhere. Everywhere. You're going to get tired of us. You're going to tell us to stay home soon. So make sure you tune in every single Thursday. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. I'm out, man.